welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, where when accurate details attack, these podcast boys don't cut them no slack. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And tonight, we dine on turtle soup. We're talking Ninja Turtles. It's been a couple weeks since we recorded an episode, and I'm I'm really stoked to be back in the saddle and be talking about uh, Ninja Turtles. I love me some turtles. Yeah, this was uh, a fun one to research because there was so much content to go over. It was almost overwhelming because you realize how much Ninja Turtles there is. Yeah, and I think you, you definitely need at least a couple weeks if you're going to properly research. And I don't think I quite utilized my time as, as well as I could have or possibly should have. But yeah, it sure was a good time. Yeah, I, I mean, there was still stuff that there, there was Turtles content that I'd never been exposed to that I still have not been exposed to. So I'm, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball a bit. But uh, yeah, like two or three weeks is about enough. Well, that's fine. To wait on it. I, th- I think I, I've got plenty of opinions on Ninja Turtles to do a podcast. Yeah, and and anybody who uh, who listens to us um, for reasons of you know liking our uh, our subject matter rather than you know just being our friends, um, anybody who knows the turtles, they'll understand that it's going to take more than than an hour or two to talk about all the facets of turtles. Could be, yeah. I mean, or we'll have to either skip or cut some stuff out to keep a decent format on this. Oh, we'll see. I'm going to feel bad cutting anything out of Turtles. Michael Bay? <laughs> so let's uh, let's mix it up a little bit today, Ben. I'm going to throw you for a loop because we absolutely did not plan this. And saying that, it makes it sound like we did plan it, but we didn't. Since the Turtles are such an integral part of our childhood, let's just go to the beginning and let's start with our first impressions. I'm curious where where the turtles start with you. Uh, I mean, it's almost too obvious. I, I I can I would be surprised if it didn't start with the '87 cartoon run because that's uh, I mean that was just a fixture in my life as a child. So yeah, for, for me it was the cartoon. Seeing the cartoon on Saturday mornings, I think they had like a full hour of turtles. Oh shit! Yeah, and it was uh, awesome. Like, I mean, I looked forward to it every every week when there was Saturday morning cartoons to look forward to. Back in the good old days when there were cartoons and you could beat your kids. Got to bring one of those back. <laughs> Doesn't matter which one. Yeah, that's what they're missing. But yeah, I, I, I remember I just get real excited and get up and, and it was on uh, CBS, I think. Um, you know, I, I wasn't super network aware as a child. Yeah, so. you you weren't you weren't TV network savvy. I don't think I I don't remember watching much Fox in the mornings though. Yeah, I can't remember when I when I was doing some research earlier and looking at the the different eras of cartoons and whatnot. I know at some point it did switch networks, and I think it might have switched to CBS, um, partway through its initial run because I think it ran for like eight years initially. I think almost ten. Oh shit! I believe, yeah, I think it ran quite a while. The uh, it it seemed like it ran really well and did quite well until um, the movies started sucking, and then Power Rangers came out. Oh yeah, no kidding. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven to nineteen ninety six. 
You mentioned in a previous podcast that I should go back and watch the original Ninja Turtles cartoons because you were saying they held up really well. They weren't like G.I. Joe or He-Man where you go back and watch them and you're like, wow, this is garbage. Yeah. Like, I love this as a kid, but it's crap now. They really do hold up really well. Yeah, like, yeah. They're still a great entertaining watch. They've got some... The writing in them is actually pretty good. Uh, the animation is way better. They're they're good. They, they are enjoyable. And uh, I think when they came out in 87, that's what they were contending with was the He-Man and G.I. Joe and Transformers, which as much as I love all of those, um, some of them are hard to watch. Transformers less so. But uh, G.I. Joe and, and especially He-Man is painful. Yeah, it, to go back and watch it. It saddens me to go back and watch those because of the joy that I had when I was a kid, and just knowing that I'm not going to get it back from that. You know, like I I can watch Ninja Turtles or I can watch the old early '40s Fleischer Superman cartoons or Batman the Animated Series, and I'm never going to be let down. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, and and I think I I don't know how much the turtles played in upping the game when it came to kids action cartoons but by 96 when they when they finally went off the air i mean you look at the what they were competing against and it was the x-men cartoon batman the animated series power rangers which is not quite on the same level but uh, the spider-man cartoon yeah uh, you know a lot of the comic inspired stuff came in but i mean the the animation quality and the writing and the voice acting on all those was leaps and bounds above the stuff from the late 80s but it's right on par with 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 the turtles, but I guess they were just getting kind of old at that point. And yeah, the gimmick had sort of run its course, at least in, in that iteration. Yeah. But yes. So yeah, my first, I mean, it was the cartoon for sure. I mean, I watched the cartoon all through my childhood. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Same here. I was thinking about my earliest memories. I'm like, okay, you know, seeing the movie, the, the first movie in the theater stands out to me, but of course I watched the cartoon before then, but I was searching for a specific uh, memory and I remember hanging out with our our often cited uh, friend Preston when we were when we were kids and he had um, a, a bunch of the VHSs the the little VHS compilations that had several episodes on each one and two episodes came to mind like I must have borrowed them from him and watched them over and over again so one of them was called the case of the killer pizzas and that was where there were these little these little aliens that that Oh shit, I should have watched it to to properly research, but they look like little meatballs and they got on pizza and when they when they got cooked, they they like grew into giant yellow aliens with heads that were shaped similar to the xenomorphs. They were definitely going off of that. And in fact, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you remember they got to put them in like a microwave or something and Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They grew and yeah, attacked things, yeah. Yeah, they had all sharp teeth and shit. Yeah, and yeah. They, they even popped up in some of the later video games. I think the, the Nintendo arcade game where on, on those like surfing levels in the sewer, they like pop up from the water. Awesome. And then the other one was the uh, Hot Rod and Teenagers from Dimension X, where there were these, uh, these teenagers called the Neutrinos that came over from Dimension X, and they had, um, they had a flying car... And they were all futuristic, and it was it was really interesting being a kid and seeing other kids interact with the Ninja Turtles. Um, that was also the first place uh, where I where I learned about turtle wax because somebody like 
somebody's hanging on the edge of a of a car and it scrapes against a building and is and then one of the other turtles hands him a can of turtle wax or something. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. He says something about just waxing. Maybe I'm getting mixed up with the movie when they when they hold up turtle wax, but yeah, those those two episodes on the old VHS cassettes um, stand out to me in my memory. Yeah, I don't have any specific episode memories because uh, my memory is garbage. <laughs> you don't say. I, I, I've, I've got like I've forgotten that you've mentioned that. Yeah, before. I've got like general impressions of my entire life. Very very few specifics. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny <laughs> with uh, with that thing and certain other things that we that we bring up on a fairly regular basis on this show. It all of a sudden it it made me wonder if you actually do remember ever mentioning that before. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like I don't know if I've told you, but my memory is not great. I might tell you again later this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, Ninja Turtles. My goodness, got a lot of love for these things. Um, so Ninja Turtles goes back to 1984 when uh, when comic creators, geeks, amateurs, I don't know, they were they, uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Two rad dudes. Yeah. That's how we'll describe them. Yeah, they were, uh, they were off in, let's see, where were they? They were in like in New, New England. England somewhere, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, just farting around, joking around about about turtles. Uh, one of them drew a picture of a turtle standing up and had some nunchucks in his hand, and another one drew a drew a picture of uh of four turtles. And there you go, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did, did you actually see the first turtle picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. It, it looks more like a tortoise. He's all thick and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even even the early comic stuff, like man, they they are chunky and weird looking. They've got those beaks. Yeah, 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 where their nose hangs down over their mouth all the time. Yeah. I mean, which turtles have, so that makes sense. I suppose. Man, it looks weird. Like, I mean, it made more sense in, like, the second Ninja Turtles movie when, when you had that that uh, that Toka before he was, uh, or yeah. not Toka, uh, Razor. Yeah, Razor. Yeah, the snapping turtle. Yeah, yeah, he had that beak hanging down. Yeah, most turtles do have that. That's, like, they're... That's what they eat with. It's so weird. I don't. I don't think about that when I think about turtle. Or I mean, when I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like I just picture like a rounded face. But it's that's not accurate. Turtles do not have rounded. Yeah, their their heads look nothing like Ninja Turtle heads. <laughs> so yeah, in uh, in 1984, Eastman and Laird uh, went ahead and created Mirage Comics. It's said the that that was a uh, that was a play on the fact that their studio was a mirage because it was just in somebody's living room. <laughs> and Eastman used his uh, his five hundred dollar tax return, and uh, Peter Laird emptied his his bank account of the of his last two hundred bucks, and they borrowed thirteen hundred bucks from Kevin Eastman's uncle, and they did a small print run of about three thousand two hundred and fifty copies. Um, of their their book, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they ran an ad in uh, the Comics Buyer's Guide magazine, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool that I mean they just did it all on their own and came up with uh, something I kind of I you know spoiler alert if you haven't read the first comic it it includes the encounter with the Shredder which ends in uh, his demise. Yep. I read a like an interview with I believe it was Eastman. I didn't write that down. We're saying that you know the, they put the shredder in there and had him killed and kind of wrapped the whole thing up because they weren't sure if they were ever going to make another one. Yeah, yeah, it was originally just a one shot. 
Yeah, because they, you know, they just said, "Hey, this is a cool concept. Let's do it." And so they made sure the, you know, the first book tells the whole story. Yeah, and it's done. And uh, then people wanted more, and they kind of had to come up with more stuff. Yeah, and you know that that first comic, it it's so it's so strange going back and reading it, um, especially when when your first exposure is the cartoon, like it was for us. Like that shit is dark. Oh yeah, they're they are yeah they're they're there's no I there is no sugaring over the fact that you know the, they were ninjas trained as assassins. Like even Splinter's like yeah I was in the foot you know I was in the foot and we were trained to set we were the best assassins in Japan. Yeah, and uh, yeah, or at least or at least his master was. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that they're they, you know he's being like you know the reason I've been training you for all these years is so that you can go murder Aruko Saki. Yeah, and and in in the first couple pages when they're taking on the purple dragons, they are straight up killing fools. You well, know, yeah, they, they say like the cops show up to find what's left of the purple dragons. You're like, holy shit! Yep. Yeah, well, they're shooting at them with guns and stuff. I mean, what are you gonna do? You gotta you gotta fight back. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of blood in that in that comic, and uh, you know, so that that definitely changed for the cartoon. Like some other some other notable changes i suppose you know if if the cartoon is your your uh your only exposure to it is that um splinter was actually a rat not not actually hamato yoshi who got transformed into a rat because he had had contact with a rat yeah it was like the 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 first movies yes premise which we're going back and reading the comic recently it was like it was cool to see like the movie almost like stole like shot for shot, like a little thing with Splinter as a rat practicing in the cage. Mm-hmm. Like they've got a, like, I mean, that's almost shot for shot from the comic. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that was different about the, or the, the major difference between the movie and the comics origin was uh, kind of the timeline. Whereas in the, the movie he flees, uh, um, uh, what's his name? You just said it. Uh, well, well, in, in in the comic, I mean, I, I feel like a dickhead because I just got done reading it before the episode, so it's all it's all fresh. Um, in in the comic, he uh, he's competing for Tang Shen's love with Oroku Nagi. Yeah, yeah, his brother, and then he, yeah, and he kills Nagi when Nagi's uh, fucking with Tang Shen. So then Oroku Saki um, swears vengeance, and he he comes to America and becomes the Shredder. Yeah, yeah, because he comes back. He comes home to see Nagi fucking with his girl, and he beats him to death. Yep. And then, yeah, his younger brother, who's like a child at this, uh, like when that happened. Yeah, I think he was like, you know, looked like he was like eight or something. Trains his whole life to come back and get vengeance. Yeah, I mean, and it it, it kind of sucks because especially when when thinking about you know subjects of honor and vengeance, uh, Oroku Saki. He was not out of bounds with that, you know, like uh, Hamato Yoshi straight up murdered his brother as far as he's concerned. You know, I mean, sure, the dude was an asshole, but well, he's beating his girl. I mean, like there was something there, but I mean, it was just kind of the concept of vengeance begets more vengeance. You know, you somebody hurts you, you kill them, their brother kills you, their brother kills you, their uncle kills you. And it just, you know, it never ends. Yeah. Until you get some turtles involved, and then yeah. they, they'd shut that shit down. Straight up ended. Now, um, so in the cartoon, 
there I, I believe the origin is you know just like a little boy is walking out of a pet shop with with uh with a bowl with some turtles in it and he trips and it falls and breaks and they fall into a storm storm drain into the mutagen yeah there yeah, just happens to be some mutagen in yeah. the sewer for whatever reason yeah so in in the comic book did you did you catch the origin there yeah it was a lot there was a lot more steps there was like a blind guy crossing the street i think he was blind was he just old uh anyway yeah Dude crossing the street, there's a truck comes around, is going to hit him. Mm-hmm. A second dude knocks him out of the way. A vial of mutagen, the truck swerves, mutagen flies out of the truck, hits that dude, the dude that saved dude two, who saved dude one, yes. hits him in the face. And it's a boy who, no, who no, did it, the saving. No, different. Hits that dude in the face because it confused me when I first read it. I was like, "Wait, hold on," because the way he's telling it, he's like, you know, it, it's not clear. But you look at the pictures, and you're like, "Hits the dude that saved him in the face, bounces off his face, and hits a kid holding a jar full of turtles over a sewer grate, and they both fall down the sewer grate." Oh, and and Splinter is watching all this from the street, and he's like, "Yo, those turtles just fell down the drain," and then he goes down to see him. <laughs> well. There goes my interesting story because I I definitely had that wrong. It's what's well, confusing. Like you read it because because it, it says like you know it hit. It was like you know the you know a boy a young man jumps and saves him and then the the thing hit the young man and then hit the turtle. But like you look at the pictures and like the guy gets hit in the face and then there's just like a kid standing there as the mutagen hits the thing he's holding and you're like well that kid just didn't get hit in the face with anything what the heck and it took me a minute to realize oh there's two there's three people there's three dudes involved here. And one truck. Oh, I think. yeah. Look at least that. Yeah, that was my interpretation of it. It was very. It, it was not very clearly laid out. Yeah, I guess I was just. I was super skimming. But basically, well, a, a big thing about the origin is that it is essentially. Well, what 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 this comic posits is that that little boy was possibly Matt Murdock. Oh yeah, because it's totally a Daredevil homage. Yeah, it is. It is one hundred percent a Daredevil origin homage. Um, the whole blind man, the truck with radioactive waste. I think. I guess the big difference would be that uh, that Matt Murdock was the one to save the blind man and get hit with the materials. So I guess that's where I was getting confused. I was just uh, leaning on it too much. Yeah, I guess Daredevil was big back then, wasn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Daredevil was huge. Well, and that's not where the uh, or that's not the only place where you have similarities. Like the Foot Clan is absolutely one hundred percent based on the hand. Which was the big ninja clan in Daredevil comics? Yeah, and Krang's bodysuit kind of looks like Kingpin without a jacket on. <laughs> Maybe Kingpin's got a Krang yeah, in his without stomach. his little cravat. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have any hair. Yeah, it's true. Uh, he had some cool sunglasses. So yeah, I mean, we we were talking about the the comic book, uh, or I mean, <clears throat> we were talking about the first movie came out in uh, what was it, nineteen ninety adapting the uh the first ninja turtles story like all of the stuff from that ninja turtle book is in the first movie it's it's kind of, it's weird how familiar it is reading that comic book oh yeah yeah it's totally it definitely plays to the comic a lot like it, it owes a lot to the like they drew a lot of inspiration from the original comic run yeah yeah, even you know when when Splinter's telling the story of their origins, you know some of some of that is lifted oh, directly, like like the the you know, I I think it even it even said like you know, and then one of them spoke, and like I read it in the in the Splinter voice from from the movie. 
Yeah, did you notice that one of the first things that the turtles said was Star Wars? Oh no, I didn't look that closely yeah. at it. They were like the the what the, the turtle first words in the movie were definitely more lifted from the uh cartoon. Yeah, pizza and radical. Yeah. I can't remember what they were in the comic, but one was Star Wars and Yeah, Splinter was the first one. Yeah, Splinter and Star Wars and something else. Like it, it might have been Radical or something like that also, but Yeah, you know, come to think of it, the the first issue of the comic book was a pizza free zone. The pizza must have been, uh, I mean, it was either later in the comic or the cartoon that did it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I read, I re- went back and reread like the first five or six, and I don't really remember any meaningful mention of pizza at all in the comic. Man, how weird. Cause that, I mean, that is one of the most immediately uh, associated things to with the Ninja Turtles is cowabunga and pizza. Yeah, well, and it doesn't surprise me that those would come from the cartoon. Like, the cartoon definitely was trying to kid-friendly it up a bit. Oh, man. The, I, I know we've talked about this with our with our friend Kyle, about how, like, no pizza in real life has ever looked as good Ooh. as the pizza in that cartoon. Oh, gooey and delicious and hot. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so it yeah, gooey is the perfect thing. Like it's it's got such a weird like doughy consistency. That... The cheese is like eternally stringy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's mm. thick too. Yeah. Oh, I want some Ninja Turtles pizza in real life so bad. Except without the toppings they usually want on it. Yeah, yeah, like peanut butter and anchovies and shit. Yeah. I don't know about that. I've had peanut butter pizza before at John's Incredible Pizza and it it wasn't great. Ew. Yeah, that sounds bad. It was. Yeah, like the the cartoon, you know, it it really turned the shredder into kind of a bumbling idiot. Well, you know, it it did, but it took a while. Like the 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 season 1 shredder is not quite as bumbling an idiot as he it, by the time they got to the end of that series, he was definitely kind of the, you know, more cobra commander bumbling not not so much bumbling like he was a bit bumbling but all of his minions were totally bumbling and he was just mad at them you you buffoons you know the skeletor slash cobra commander standard cartoon villain yeah but at the beginning he was definitely a bit more menacing yeah he was he was he was more serious just just not able to succeed yeah he's not as successful yeah and after the uh because the other thing i remember from when i was a kid was reading the because when I was a kid, I didn't read the original run of comic books, but I did read the Archie Turtles comics that were modeled after the cartoon. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles adventure adventures. Yeah, because I guess, which I don't, I didn't remember as a kid being published by Archie Comics, but totally was. And I noticed when I went back and rewatched the first movie that there's totally like a big Archie's Comics sticker in the Foot Clan lair. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Which, by the way. Looks fucking awesome. If I was a kid, I would totally join the Foot Clan. That place looked rad. Oh, I remember as a kid just seeing those arcade games. I didn't understand cigarettes when, when, uh, when, oh man, what's that actor's name? Why can't I remember his name? Shit. Um, but you know, when he offers him, you know, regular or menthol, I'm like, I don't know yeah. what that means. <laughs> um, but that, that, yeah, the, those skate ramps and the arcades and the, you know, people playing cards. Yeah. They've got pool tables and smoking and drinking and, and, you know, fighting and just i mean like yeah like this is like what young boy would not want to go hang out at the foot clan place yeah. like this place is fucking rad yeah one thing the cartoon introduced that i i you know i was i remember as a kid being disappointed um that it didn't show up in uh 
in the movie was Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh God, I, I remember when Secret of the Ooze came out, and and they were you know I remember watching that vividly when they're mutating henchmen, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, here we go, Bebop on Rocksteady, and then uh-huh. fucking Token and Razor come out, and I'm like, what the why why would you do this? Why would you not just give me Bebop? And Rocksteady. Yeah, I mean, I what I, the re- fuck? I remember looking at Razor and 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 thinking like, okay, that's close enough to Slash, I guess. That's that's kind of cool, but but yeah, Toka and then making them all making them stupid idiots. Well, I mean, stupid idiots is okay because Bebop and Rocksteady were always kind of they were definitely the most bumbling of the uh, henchmen. They were dangerous but bumbling. Yeah, I suppose. But man, just the the whole like mama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here it is. the 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 lead thug was a uh, Sam Rockwell, a young Sam Rockwell. I think that may have been his. Uh, really? His, yeah, that may have been his movie uh, debut. Yeah, and he's also the one who, at the end, you know, says like, "We're a family." To Casey Jones, and then he tells the cops to go to the East Warehouse on Lairdman Island. Wow, I totally didn't catch that at all. Oh yeah. Did you know the the first movie? While we're on the topic, yeah. One thing I didn't know, like I knew Jim Henson did the uh, costumes for it because, of course, he did. Yeah, I did not know that was his last project before he died. Oh, neither did I. Yeah, he. Uh, that was he died like shortly after wrapping up filming on that. Oh man. Well, yeah. I mean, talking about Jim Henson and his uh, his creature shop um, and making those suits, like that's one of the things that stands out to me that makes this my favorite iteration of the Ninja Turtles. You know, I, I remember as, as a little kid, I was disappointed in the first movie. It was too dark. It was too cheap. You know, it just, it didn't, it didn't feel like the cartoon to me. Um, every, everything was gritty. April wasn't that cute. And, um, you know, it, it just, it just seemed off. Um, but, you know, one, th- one thing that's stood the test of time is those suits. Like I go back and I watch that movie. The only thing that that doesn't one hundred percent sell it is the mouth movement. But it's it's still for what I mean. It's so good. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like they they look like they look real. They look like the realization of turtles who have turned into humanoid ninja teenagers. And you don't see any. You know, you don't see suit seams. You don't see. You know, the the muscles look real. The textures are all great. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would kill to have one of those suits in my size. Yeah, I mean, the only time you see any of the there's a couple of times where you see the, the joint between the neck oh, don't and the do mask. It. Don't do it. God. There's only a couple mm. of them. Uh, but why would you do that to me? It's very, it, it's only in a few spots. Otherwise, it's it's so good. And I, I watched, uh, I like, seeked out a video of the, because I wanted to, like, what is the animatronics? Like, what it, what are the control thing they have? And it's, oh, yeah. It's freaking rad. It's like this big case. They pull it out, and, like, one hand goes in, and it's like a, you know, puppet mouth. Yeah. Where it's got, you know, I think, like, eight different switches and you know you just a normal puppet mouth and then the other one's like a like a controller that does like eyes and eyelids and you know smiling and frowning and all that stuff and it looked ridiculously complicated to use and those guys just make it look so effortless yeah it's amazing and and to be honest it's one of those things like like the jurassic park phenomenon where the things when they did it the first time it looked the best like even one year later in Secret of the Ooze, it did not look as good. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it still had a lot of the same people. Brian Henson was still involved, but you know, Jim was gone. 
Yeah, and all, all the voice actors in that, including Corey Feldman as Donatello, like they all knocked it out of the park. Yeah, right? and Elmo is Splinter. <laughs> is that is that yeah, real? It's the same guy that does Elmo's voice. Or oh, Elmo's that's voice weird. At, the time, at least, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a, a little bit more throaty. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little more depth to it. Also, Elias Cotias, Cotias, Castias, or something. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. it's K O T E A S. Yeah, however you say that guy's name, perfect Casey Jones. Oh my goodness, so good. Like there is no, like he was Casey Jones. Like he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and he had the sweatpants and the attitude and everything. Yeah, the mask for a minute. That mask was so badass. Yeah. I was so bummed he never put it on again. But yeah, it was it was accurate. His casual murder of the shredder at the end. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> like, whoa, yeah, like that's a dude in a garbage truck. You just you murdered the sh if he wasn't dead before, he's so dead now. Yeah. Like you didn't even barely know this guy. You just all right, fuck him. He's dead. Yeah. He's definitely the bad guy. Let's crush the shit out of him. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. And uh, and to this day, when we're hanging out with Brian, our buddy Brian, you know, and, and the topic of leftovers comes up, either one of us or both at the same time will go, leftovers. Just like just like Casey Jones when uh, when he comes up on the street and the, the Foot Clan's farting around. <laughs> and, oh man, I feel bad that I didn't look up her name but the the lady who plays april who only played her in the first one and was replaced for the next two movies these days i think she is gorgeous you know like she didn't have that that little sprite cutesiness that that a cartoon character has and i think that threw me off when i was a kid but man like she is tough and you know i, I think she's a great april oh, yeah, like, she, way she, better than the other yeah, one she did a really good job i haven't seen secret of the ooze or the weird feudal japan third one. third one in in a long time oh yeah see i i i had those all on vhs growing up and i watched them all the time but yeah the first one the first one's the one that that you know that you have to upgrade and buy on blu-ray the other two you can you can just sort of keep laying around on on, on dvd it's not often where you have to watch it yeah i mean no she did a really good job that was one of the things that struck me about the comic too is that uh i'd forgotten in the original comic, that uh, April O'Neil was not a news reporter. Yeah, what was she? She was Baxter Stockman's lab assistant. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't Baxter Stockman a black dude in the in the comics? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think they uh, yeah they paid homage to that, or not homage, but you know they adapted it correctly in the in the new ones. Where uh, wasn't was it, it Tyler uh, Perry? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He yeah. He made the Mausers, and they went out and caused trouble and beat up Splinter and. Tried to hold the whole city for ransom. Yeah, so we had we had the uh, the two live action sequels, and then let's see there there was a uh, there was a TV series, a live action TV series, very oh. short lived in in 1997 that attempted to carry on for the movies. Yeah, it was called uh, whoa, oh man, what was it called? the the next mutation? Yeah, the next mutation. Yep. Yeah, where they introduced a female Ninja Turtle named uh, named. Venus de Milo, who was uh, trained in the art of shinobi. Mm -hmm. and, and you know why the costumes look so crap in that? Why? It was made by Saban. Oh, that Power Ranger ass son of a bitch. Yep. And apparently I meant to try and watch it, to try and look it up on YouTube and watch it before this. But apparently, and I don't have any memory of this from when I was a kid, but there was at least one Ninja Turtles 
Power Rangers crossover episode. Yeah, I read that earlier. It was uh, Power Rangers in space. And by the by the time they got to there, I um I no longer watched Power Rangers. Yeah, or the next mutation because it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was bad, mean. bad. Those those suits looked like crap. Those shells looked weird. Splinter, oh my goodness. Yeah, no, it was just and and it was it, it, the writing quality was akin to a Power Rangers show. Yeah, so not great. Well, yeah, because that <laughs> it's pretty awful that was the playing field and that was the standard in that moment for kids you know and we you and i we we watched some power rangers in the beginning and even though we we knew we were too old for it around that time they did a uh, live concert tour that i think you said you went to (laughs) how did i totally forget about that oh damn it i wanted to go and watch some on youtube to try to refresh my memories yeah so the ninja turtles uh what year was it i do not know 91 1991 they did what was called the coming out of their shell tour. It was a it was a live uh, stage musical show, and the turtles come out and they're they're playing instruments, kind of. I mean, they're not actually oh, playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or one of them had had a guitar, and they had like of course they had a guitar. like denim vests and and like sequined <laughs> uh, little patterns all over the place. I remember one of them had like a like a a rhinestone star on his mask, and they had like all these like. Like Macho Man, Randy Savage, tassels hanging from them. They're wearing sneakers. And I remember for years I said this this was the the first concert I ever went to. Um, you know, that was a, a solid first concert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it was more like a it was, it was more of a stage show. But they were singing. And yeah, no, yes, the, you saw the Ninja Turtles in concert. Just... Yeah, yeah. And the 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 Shredder looked god awful. I don't think they ever even really fought the shredder like it it's i i I wish my memories were more solid of it or that i that i had a vcr that i could watch because i've still got it on vhs i i have a i have a tape from that from that tour um man it was bad but i mean it was awesome as a kid i'm assuming yeah i would still take one of those suits any day of the week and you know what it's probably one of those things like the star wars holiday special where you can you can go back and still appreciate it for what it is um, yeah, did did the shredder have a suit that was worse than the one from the first movie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it it was it was all it was like sparkling. Rockstar Shredder. You know, and I, but he I, had, in the movie he still had that kind of weird. I don't know what the hell that material was—the weird kind of sparkly. Yeah, it was Liza little, Minnelli little, looking onesie that he had underneath, a little shimmery. Yeah, that, that's the only thing. That, like, because the mask and the you know the pauldrons and the everything else looked pretty rad on that suit. Yeah, but the weird shimmery you know, share outfit that he was wearing underneath. It was a little weird. And his cape. Yeah, his cape that looked like it was made out of trash bags. Yeah. That he had to have his manservant, like, take off of his spikes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know what? Come to think of it, I think I actually have a VCR that I just need to find a way. I I just need to get some connectors to be able to hook it up to, to my TV. And um, we should we should make a little little movie uh, movie night out of that. Get some pizzas. I never got to see that. it. I remember I remember hearing that it was a thing, but I never got to go. So yeah, I can uh, relive my childhood. Yeah, and vicariously through your experiences on the VHS. There's there's even like a like a pre show like interview when they're like showing up in limos and shit. And I, I I only remember like the hook of the main song where it's just like we're coming out of our shells. Oh jeez, <laughs> better or worse than ninja rap? 
probably worse, but man, I I don't know, man. Yeah, Ninja Turtles 2, it had its issues. Wow, Vanilla Ice. It's funny, you can go back and watch interviews with him and, and uh, when he's talking about his process of how he came up with uh, with the rap and... and <laughs> it, it 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 almost made it made it it's sound really like a go ninja go ninja go <laughs> you know it, very meaningful it almost he almost makes it sound like like he like had story notes for like the producers and stuff like he was a big deal for the for the creation of the movie rather than just a shameless <laughs> musical guest i could I mean, probably still wrap the entire first line of that i i mean i imagine he touched on some stuff that happened in the movie in the verse i don't remember can I just remember the hook? Let's see. Eh. Not, not, not any. Now, nope, now you got to perform, nope. man. No, absolutely you can't just not. Make an un, unbased claim like that. And not no, back it up. I, I made, I made my, I, I made the mistake of uh, when we were making a horror movie as kids with Preston, and he was following me with a camera over to, over to our friend Art's house so I could kill him. Um, I made the mistake of deciding to to start rapping uh baby got back by sir mix a lot and watching that afterwards i've never been so embarrassed in my entire <laughs> life and that movie even opened up with preston just popping in on me with his with his video camera while i was playing the drums and singing princes of the universe by queen you know that's 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 not a that's not a low register song but no that that was oh yeah no i will never do that again but yeah i think that i mean that kind of that all brings us to the the death of the Ninja Turtles for a while. I mean, I it was about five or six years before of Ninja Turtles wastelands. Yeah, around the turn of the century. Yeah, probably just some some smatterings in comic books. You know, between the Image and Mirage and Dreamwave series is that uh, that I didn't ever read as a child. I remember the Dreamwave series, but but yeah, two thousand three, we got uh, we got a new Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah, and and it was it did debut on Saturday morning cartoons. So there still was Saturday morning cartoons in two thousand three. Awesome. It was it was pretty good. I, I went back and watched some of them, and I remember watching it when it came out and thinking like, this is a pretty solid. They took the turtles a bit more seriously. They weren't all goofy. They had a little bit more character development. Yeah, um, the villains were more villainous. The you know the it seemed to have more stakes than the you know the original cartoon generally did. Yeah, and it did that thing that like Masters of the Universe did on its uh, on its revival too, where it took some of the some of the dynamic sensibilities from anime in their movements and stuff. You know, where where it's more swift and and a little more blur. You know, and it it just it made the action more more dynamic and fast. You know, that that was one problem with the old stuff was that it, it, everything was so slow and and deliberate. You know, with with this with this later stuff. You know, you could move quicker and 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 leave, let the imagination fill in the blanks. Well, yeah, and they really upped the animation quality too. Like, I mean, it was it was a high quality production. It looked good. Yeah, and the turtle design was solid too. I like they kind of had a little bit of a, a you know a little bit a bit more personality in their design, I guess. Like, yeah, it, a little more individuality. Yeah, yeah. Like Raph was a little stockier, and Don Don was a little lankier and a little taller. Yeah, and they were doing different shades of green for them, so they all so they weren't just cookie yeah. cutter. Yeah. yeah, and it it was it was still fun, but it wasn't it wasn't goofy. You know, like you said, yeah, they 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 took it more seriously. It was it was it was a more mature take on the cartoon Ninja Turtles. You know, it was probably still 
tame and goofy by like first movie standards but you know all all the media had gone far away from that because when that when that first movie came out man like parents weren't happy and they brought back the uh, purple dragon gang and oh yeah i didn't even think about that oh yeah the dude main dude was a big villain in that and they had the what was he called like it wasn't udon because that's a noodle but the whatever the, <laughs> whatever the shredder was shredder was like an alien yeah, yeah, he was he was that little weird alien creature that was like inhabiting uh, bodies and I I meant to look into that even more because that confused the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember it super clearly either other than the fact that yeah, he was he was actually like an alien. He it was almost it was kind of like a Krang Shredder mix to a degree. Except yeah. I think he came from like Uranus or some shit like that. Ha. Huh. But no, the Shredder in that show was a fucking legit threat. Like he was a you know, he was not a bumbling fool any longer. Like, he was a solid, dangerous adversary. Yeah, yeah. And he, he didn't just look, yeah, he didn't look like a like a tights-wearing dude with some spikes on him. Like, he looked like a big, gnarly, spiky motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and I don't I didn't watch it all the way through its run when I when it came out, but apparently like later on in the series they got like mystical the turtles got like mystical magic powers and started like glowing and shit. Yeah, I remember I remember reading reading about that a little bit and it sounded kind of familiar. And I think there's there's even an episode where like where it might just be a dream of Michelangelo's or something where they're like hanging out with superheroes and, and they have superpowers. I don't know. Well, yeah, and in the very end they gave them irises in their eyes, and I didn't. I didn't like that at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was like the the last season. Ew, all gross. Sudden, yeah, they've got irises, and I'm like, oh no, they, no, just just plain white eyes, please. Yeah, don't like it. Yeah, thank goodness when uh, when you know they, they they ended that series with that Turtles Forever movie, the crossover between oh, yeah. the, the the two cartoon series, which is fantastic. At least they got rid of the irises for that. That movie was awesome. It had the whole turtle verse represented in one way or another. Yeah, that was a lot of fun watching that uh with you to start our research because I I'd seen it once before years ago when it was when it was brand new. And I I remember how much joy I had watching it cuz I I enjoyed the the 2003 cartoon series and then taking it back and and seeing the comparison. So for those who haven't seen it, yeah, you've got you've got your 2003 current at the time ninja turtles and all of a sudden there's some doppelgangers and then it turns out it is the ninja turtles from the 1987 series who have crossed into their dimension and they just they they revel in it they love it to death they play on all the jokes and tropes of the old series compared to the new series all the goofiness of the old stuff they you know the the current turtles go back into the old ones universe and then they they end up going into the universe of the original comic in the end. Like it's it it is just it is a joyful experience for lovers of the turtles. Yeah, and the voices they used for the original comics turtles in that were spot on in my mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's totally what these guys would sound like. Yeah, yeah. Deep and deeper and darker and more serious. Yeah, like, and just very kind of monotone and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. But yeah, this is a solid flick. I would recommend it to all Turtles fans. Okay, before we move on, we got to get a commercial in. Let's go take a break and stretch our legs, and we'll be right back. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rock and Roll! An 
Only Pizza Hut has their great new cassette with ten bodacious Ninja Turtle tunes. Get a cassette for your kids for just $3.99. Hey, act fast and get a most excellent autograph poster. An official tour book absolutely free. But hurry, because this is one rock and roll deal that's too awesome to miss. Welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break. What about you, Ben? Do you hope that as well? No, I don't. I hope it was awful. I hope you don't buy those products. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're not giving us money anyway, so yeah. fuck them. So, John, were you to sum up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a single word? Their name's like four words. So if you wanted to, but if you wanted to condense it into one word, what would it be? One single word. Now, this may seem like kind of a gimme because they're Ninja Turtles, but hear me out. The word I chose was radical. And for a couple different reasons. One is the the obvious clear, you know, that was a term we used when we were kids and we were watching it. It's a term the Ninja Turtles used. You know, radical was was such a such an expression of fun and joy and and excitement. And that's what I got from the turtles when I was a kid. But also, you know, radical is, I should have looked up a definition, I suppose, but the, the idea of the Ninja Turtles back then was a radical new idea. You know, four talking, fighting ninja turtles that were semi-humanoid, you know, they're straight up killing fools. Like that, that was a departure from regular superhero comics but it was still, you know, it, it wasn't like the talking head slice of life indie comics. You know, it was it was something new and all its own. So radical was my one word. Yeah, I, I can dig that. I mean, they were definitely and they had a pretty new and and solid impact on, on stuff as well. Yeah. What about you? Um, for my one word review, I went with independent. Okay. Like, looking through the the kind of the the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made me realize that uh, they really went at it kind of on their own. And it wasn't, um, there wasn't a lot of big companies or big efforts or big studios involved in a lot of this stuff, at least in the development of the movement that was the Ninja Turtles. As you mentioned earlier on, Eastman and Laird like self-published this book. They came up with the idea, they published it themselves, they marketed it themselves as a out of their living room type operation. Yeah. And then when they uh when the TV show came about, it was um it was put to them by uh as a, you know, joint toy line uh cartoon show operation, I guess, by uh Playmate. Yep. And well, uh play, Playmates. It, Playmates. It, it was not it a was Playboy not, Playmates. It was, it was, yeah, okay. It was not a pornographic magazine, which is too bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, by Playmates, the toy company, which uh, you know at the time was a pretty small toy company. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, they weren't they weren't tiny, but I mean, they weren't Mattel. They weren't a huge company. Uh, the cart, the, you know, the cartoon was done by uh, Marakami Wolf Swenson, uh, which was again not a huge studio. They're, you know, they're not, these are not household names. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but man, they hit it out of, they just hit it. They, they, they found a, a nerve in, in pop culture and, uh, and made a shit ton of money. Oh yeah. Oh man. They just, uh, they really worked. And a couple fun facts about the show that I did not know 
the uh, you know the original eighty seven cartoon. Uh, do you know who did who wrote and the theme for the nineteen eighty seven cartoon? I do not. Chuck Lorre, the creator of Two and a Half Men. Yep, and Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that asshole, that motherfucker, wrote the most iconic song of your childhood. Like what? <laughs> I read that. Yeah, I was that, like, "That's wait, what? That's such a bizarre connection." There it is. So I mean, like, so he's got some solid nerd cred. Yeah, and then he went and spoiled it all in the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. The... <laughs> so bazinga, John. Oh fuck you. <laughs> um, also, second tidbit that I did not know in the UK, in a uh, kind of weird move. They the word ninja they yep. thought was too violent, mm-hmm. so uh, they called them the teenage mutant hero turtles. Yeah, I remember hearing that uh, when somebody was talking about the video game once about how they how they needed to change that. Yeah, they changed the the cartoon series, and they changed. So they worried about violence and kids getting violent, and so w- one of the other changes they made in that cartoon was they changed Michelangelo's weapon from nunchucks. To a grappling hook. Yep. But they left the swords. Yeah. Yeah. And the sigh. And the sigh. And the, like, like what about nunchuck cross the line? Like, I'm, I, I don't get it. It looks too playful. It, it, it can be, it can be misconstrued. Every, yeah. Everyone knows if you're throwing swords around, you're going to fuck something up. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Would you rather fight someone with nunchucks or a grappling hook? Grappling hook could fuck you up too. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if it's one of them spiky ones. Yeah, it would be unpleasant. Oh, I, I guess they would all be spiky, but you know what I mean. The the quad hook, grappling hook. Yeah, but uh, continuing the kind of semi, you know, if not independent, not you know, not big, big named um, stuff. The the video game, the NES game, which I'm sure you played. As a child, I know I played the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. The very first one? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that game. (laughs) One day I will beat it. (laughs) Yeah. Get past that damn, damn level with the electric seaweed. Those. Yeah. Yeah. The underwater level where you have to defuse the bombs. Oh, God. I I used to have nightmares about that level (laughs) because I'd play it for like an hour or two straight and then throw my controller down. Enraged, I made it past that stage like three times my entire life, and then uh, I remember being frustrated because I'd make it out of there with like no lives mm-hmm. and no continues, and then like almost immediately die somewhere on the next level, and it'd be game over. And, and it was—it's just like you know, getting so close to your dreams being realized and having it all just brought down around you. Well, yeah, I remember playing that playing that game to the point to where I could beat that level fairly consistently, but there was. It, for me, I mean, critical thinking in video games was never my strong suit. So it it just it got to a point in the game where where I just I had no idea where to go. There's that top down shit where you're supposed to go to certain places, and I just had no idea. So I'm just going into buildings and doing the little side scrolling segments where you're fighting people. But I I don't actually have like like if I sat down with it right now, I I wouldn't have any knowledge of where to go. Oh yeah, I I'd probably break down google a walkthrough um oh but my point there was the nes that nes game was developed by ultra games yes which is not uh again they weren't a huge studio they weren't you know it wasn't uh namco which uh i think namco bandai did uh did they do the 
the later games? I couldn't tell you to be totally honest. Hmm. But anyway, I know later on they definitely went to a larger publisher with the, with you the know, remaining games. For some reason, I want to say that that at least the ones for Super Nintendo were Konami. That they were Konami. You're correct. Yeah, because I was they playing them with the uh, with the the little girl the other day. We we broke out the old uh, Retro Pie, and we we just went through the Ninja Turtles games in the name of research. Yeah, that's solid. I I, I didn't go back and replay any of them, but I, I guess on that note. When I was considering what my favorite instance of the turtles was, mm-hmm. um, I, I was kind of a little, you know, kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit between the two. Um, my honorable mention would be the action figures because I had like at least ten of them when I was a kid. Played oh with yeah, them all the time. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, I had the Rat King action figure i think that was the last one i owned like all all the other ones had long since bit the dust and you know when i was in like junior high i still had a rat king action figure yeah because he was the one you didn't play with yeah yeah. it's like how often are you gonna pull the rat king out for christ's sake yeah i i love those figures like they they didn't look exactly like the cartoon like they they almost looked more like the original comic series with their with their face shapes and like the mouths yeah they had that like grimace yeah, yeah, and they they didn't have pupils in their eyes, and they had those weapons that were all you know you had to like punch them out of the uh like like it was yeah. like they were on a rack and you had to you had to separate them yourself. Yeah, and the swords would like bend, and if you put them in your like Leo's swords, if you had them in your toy box the wrong way, they'd come out and they'd be all crooked. <laughs> yeah, and I loved how they they had they had characters that, as far as I know, never appeared in the uh, in the cartoon series because I, I was looking at some of those earlier you know like uh like that muck man guy he was oh, all like swampy and gross man. and yeah and uh and slash that we touched on i i don't know if slash ever popped up in the cartoon i don't remember him i, don't remember. I know i had the i i had most of the ones i had were either from the cartoon or weird variations of turtles because there was just a load of those yeah baseball turtles and yeah, star star trek turtles oh shit i didn't have any of those but i had I did have like the mecha turtle, a couple of the mecha turtles. Were they actual like like it wasn't like it wasn't metalhead, it was actual like robot. Yeah, well they had metalhead and yeah. then they also had like mechanical versions of all the rest of the turtles. Oh cool. And I had Baxter Stockman, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I always liked that one. I didn't I never had a shredder. Yeah, I don't know if I ever owned a shredder either. You know, it's funny, um, a few years ago now, my, my mom was going shopping for, uh, for some of her grandkids, my nieces and nephews, and they were really into the, the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles. And so she was, she was buying them Ninja Turtles figures and she didn't buy them a shredder. She looked at the shredder and he was all spiky and evil and menacing and she didn't want to buy them. And, and I gave her so much shit for that. You know, to the point to where I, I was probably kind of an asshole about it, but but it was just like, Mom, like you are wasting the kids' time if you're not buying them a shredder to go with these Ninja Turtles. Like that's all they want. She's like, Well, there's this other villain, and I'm like, No, they don't want that guy. That guy sucks. Get a they shredder. They don't want the fucking Rat King. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Right. Yeah. Those. Um, yeah. The the figures were great. I mean, I remember Mondo Gecko. And uh, and there was like a manta ray guy too. I can't remember his name anymore, but yeah, yeah, and I, uh, um, yeah, Usagi Usimbo, which is not actually his name. Like, that's the name they used in the cartoon, but that was the name of the comic book he came from. His name was Matsuki Usagi. Wait, really? That yeah. Was, so the the comic itself was called Usagi Yojimbo, but 
Oh, so Yojimbo isn't a name. It's just like... No, it means bodyguard. It's rabbit bodyguard is what oh. it means in Japanese. So so his name was like Jack Rabbit, and he was a rabbit bodyguard? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So, uh, but yeah, but in all the Ninja Turtle uh, cartoons and stuff, when he came in there, they just called him... Yeah, rabbit bodyguard. Yeah, rabbit bodyguard. Yeah, I guess this, they were just referring to him by title. Oh, neat. <laughs> Um, if that was your honorable mention, what was your top spot? My top spot ended up going to the four-player Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game. Oh, fuck yeah. God, I loved that game. I think it's one of the few games, like that and the oddly enough four-player Simpsons game were, the, I think, the only two arcade games that I can think of that I really spent the coin to make sure I beat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever did beat the uh, the Ninja Turtles one, not in the arcade at least. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it, it, it's just it's being able to be at an arcade and have you and three of your friends playing as the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. um, in all the cool different locations and chasing Shredder because he went and stole April like a real jerk. Yeah, yeah, what a dickhead! Yeah, getting knocked out, shell shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's when just, you start back up, turtle power. Yeah, I just absolutely. I mean, and I've, I've, I was a huge fan. I loved brawlers like that, where you just go through and just you know beat guys up and progress, and and being able to do it as the full team of the Ninja Turtles. It was the first time. It was the first game that I'd been able to do that in because all the other ones, you know, you're either playing by yourself or max of two people. Well, yeah, and and later on, once those brawlers came out on home consoles, yeah, like you couldn't get four players on there. Mm-mm. No, you had to have the arcade experience. They didn't have a multi-tap for the NES. Nope. Yeah, um, they've revamped, reissued. You know, they, they've basically Bionic Commando rearmed the original Ninja Turtle brawler. And so, oh, so yeah, so it's updated graphics. Um, same old gameplay. It's fantastic. It's frustrating when you're walking up to a Foot Clan guy and smacking him in the face and he just punches you right back. Like you're not fucking hitting him with the yeah, fucking sword. You're one eighth of an inch too low. Yeah. That your sword uh. is swinging by him, but somehow he's able to punch you right in the face. Man, that shit. Again, when I was playing those games with, uh, with the little one, like, uh, that stuff drives me so insane when it, when I'm just walking up and I'm I'm fully swinging and it just goes right through him and he comes up and clocks me or grabs me and get the hell out of here. Yeah, they had the weird white Foot Clan guys. Yeah, yeah, all the different colors and they do different things. Ones with the laser guns coming out and shooting you. Get the hell out of here. But yeah, no, I will definitely come play it. That sounds fun. Is it still twenty five cents? I don't know. Everything's card based now, so oh, probably God, not. It's probably like eighty four cents or something ridiculous, and you, yeah. you make it really difficult to keep track of. Yeah, yeah. It's thirty seven point six points, whatever that conversion what is. A bunch of motherfuckers. David yeah. Buster's did that shit. Fuck them. Yeah, Fuck yeah. They David started Busters. that. Yeah, I fucking hate that. It's absolute worst. Just good old coinage. You know what you're spending. Yeah, and and then you always end up with like you know four point three. Frickin' points on the card that are worthless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have to go put in three more dollars to be able to play a game. Well, and they charge you for the damn card too. Like, like David David Buster's, like you can you can bring it back next time. Like I'm not gonna put this fucking thing in my wallet. Oh, I do. I've got one in my wallet right now, and I probably haven't used it in a year. Ugh. Those fuckers aren't gonna get, get another buck fifty out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's go. Um, let's go and finish out uh, our our Ninja Turtle shows. Um, so we touched on it earlier. Uh, twenty twelve to twenty seventeen, Nickelodeon 
had a uh, had a full CGI series that saw a return to the more the more goofy Ninja Turtles. Did you watch any of that? Um, I did. I absolutely hated the art. Oh shit! Oh, I I, I didn't like it at all. I, I, but otherwise, it was actually not a bad series. Like I, it, it was weird. Like April's a kid. Yeah. And uh, and whatnot. So that was a little bit of a different take. But the they brought back the the you know the comic version of Krang being kind of like a full alien race that's you know covertly invading the earth. Yeah, and they spoke really weird. Yeah, but I mean, as a whole, like I, I like the writing wasn't bad, the action wasn't bad, the you know it was it's an enjoyable show. I just really did not dig the art style. I remember I remember it bothering me when it first came out, like their lack of of wrists and ankles. You know how, how they they went like, just big and thick, like elephant feet. Yeah, yeah, which probably is more accurate yeah, to, to actual turtles and, tur- and turtles aren't known for their ankles that that's sort of that's sort of the direction that um that the idw comic series that's been running for a while now um went as well with with the design i actually the other day when i was watching that with a little one um i drew i drew a ninja turtle in that style for the first time you know with because i've always drawn them more superhero proportions where it pinches at the ankles and the wrists you know like a human mm-hmm. but it was interesting. It didn't bother me as much as it as much as it used to, but I I liked how they had kind of a comic booky style, like when they were doing flashbacks and stuff. Like it was comic book art, you know that that was put into like limited animated movement. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like that that was the one when we were talking to my daughter, my ten year old daughter, who that was that's the Ninja Turtle series that she's the most familiar with because it's you know the one that existed and was new during her lifetime. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned something about. What did we say about Casey Jones saying something about, you know, Casey Jones, you know, being a like a, you know, a big, big, tough jock or something. And she's like, Casey Jones, is he that skinny nerd? Yeah. Is he that skinny nerd? Right. And we're like, no. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, kid? Like, is Casey Jones is not a skinny nerd, like not not at all. And uh, then, like, we pulled up a picture of him from that show. And yeah, he looks like a skinny nerd. Yeah. And, and he. <laughs> he... the hell? When he wasn't wearing his hockey mask, he had some like Dia de los Muertos like face paint. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I like. I did not like his character design in that at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, there was a uh, all in all a good series. Like it's worth watching. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to I forgot to bring up before that series came out, there was that CGI Ninja Turtles oh, movie. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Did you Did you ever watch that? I did. I remember not liking it when it came out. I haven't rewatched it. Yeah. Um, I think I just more didn't like the CGI turtles. Yeah, because it, it came out in like 2007, so like I went back and like saw some clips of it, and uh, the CGI looks pretty dated. But it that it you know it's pretty good for 2007. Well, yeah, for I went being 11 years old. I went back and tried to watch it a week ago or so. I don't know if I was just really tired or if I was sick or what, but I I know I didn't get through it. Um, but I remember I remember enjoying it, and and when I was watching it, you know, I I I digged it i dug it i i enjoyed it yeah i I liked the design of the characters um i i felt like it was a it was a good update if you were going to go you know 3d cgi with Mm it um you know better than the nickelodeon series at least and you know it it felt more realistic like like it was a cgi version of the movie turtles or you know the first movie turtles rather than you know the nickelodeon one was a cgi version of the 87 turtles yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way. I didn't like that there was no Shredder, though. 
because they were they were taken off from I think from the from the two thousand three series with like Karai and yeah I think, yeah I think they had the, might have, I think it was the Purple Dragon Gang wasn't it oh sons of bitches yeah motherfuckers <laughs> um, speaking of CGI turtles I think that just about brings us to our good buddy Mr Bay <laughs> that mf'er um yeah they and I. Speaking of CGI turtles that I don't really like the design of. <laughs> oh, man. What a segue. <laughs> yeah. I, they just look gross. Yeah, that, that was that was my big problem with those movies was that when I remember watching the trailers and seeing those designs, I freaked out like everybody else did. And you know what? Shut up if you want to say, take it easy, nerd. You know, like, uh, just uh, f- go fuck yourself. Yeah, th- this is something that was important to me, and it's important to lots of people. So, um, if you can't understand people getting upset by such a departure, um, well, and I mean, and eat it a dick. And it wasn't just the characters. Like before that, like when the you know when they first released the or, or in, I think it was leaked the designs of the turtle turtles before the movie came out. Yeah, and like all the other stuff got leaked. Like it wasn't just the design. Like he was going to make the turtles like from another dimension, mm-hmm. and the shredder was like an alien government agent that had blades that grew out of his body like like okay what the fuck dude yeah <laughs> well my my but then, pro- then I, 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 as i recall like peter laird came out and was like no no we're not gonna let this happen <laughs> <laughs> he's, our, he's <laughs> our hero that. yeah 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 just the 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 way the way i described him you know if, so, if somebody was to was to have asked me like oh well you know what do the turtles look like you know you saw that right the word i always used was grotesque yeah, yeah, they just, uh, I don't know, and they they were, like, super freaking beefy. Yeah. I mean, just, like, huge, and... Yeah, Raph was the fucking Hulk. Yeah, yeah, and they just looked, I don't know, they just... They oh, got maybe. weird noses and, 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 like, weird, like, lips and shit, like, yeah. Yeah, like, they, uh, like, you know, April's reaction in most of the cartoons and, and most of it, like, where she passes out when she sees them? Yeah. Like, like it, it, that's not that justifiable, except for in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I, I'd totally pa- freak out if I saw those guys. Yeah, you'd probably scream before passing out. Yeah, exactly, because they just look, I, I don't, they looked awful. Yeah, yeah. and Weird I, faces that were just, I don't know. I remember watching the movie, and once once I had once I had gotten into it, the, the character portrayals were not that far off. Like, the turtles weren't written bad, in my opinion. <laughs> No, and I, and I think like once you put aside kind of what your you know your expectations and your hopes and your dreams and you know all the things that you hold holy and just kind of you know sell your soul and, <laughs> and 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 try and enjoy it for what it is, you can. It's doable. Yeah, that whole sliding down the hill scene towards the end, I I actually got into it. You know, I, probably because I wasn't sitting there staring at them in the face. So so the movement and the action was fun. That shredder was fucking. Uh, dumpster fire oh yeah yeah the uh the weird thing is like it was universally panned pretty much everybody sounded like they hated it and that money movie made so much money yeah just like the transformers flicks money until until they finally got what they deserved like like what do you think the devil got for michael bay's soul so that he could just continually churn out subpar movies and just make millions of dollars i think i think michael bay like like he 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 probably inserts something into his movies to where you know it makes people turn into evil assholes that will end up in hell 
So the devil is using him <laughs> to, to, to souls get souls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's why that's why a couple of the Transformers movies made like a billion in the worldwide box office. That's insane. That is so completely insane. It is. Well, then in 2016, Out of the Shadows came out, and I enjoyed that one quite a bit more. I think it's maybe because you know he'd already killed Satan had already got my soul, so yeah. I, I didn't have much uh, didn't have much left. Yeah, we got our Bebop and Rocksteady. But yeah, yeah, he finally got Bebop and Rocksteady. They've got the uh, the van shooting manhole covers. Um, yeah. You know, kind of a pretty cheesy storyline with some cheesy dialogue. Shitty Casey Jones. Yeah, well, yes. But, uh, but I mean, otherwise, like, I mean, like, I watched that movie and, I, you know, coming with the lowest of expectations from the first one, uh, it was better. I, yeah. I still didn't don't like the design of the turtles, but I'd, I'd grown, I knew that's what to expect. I'd kind of grown accustomed to it. And, uh, like I watched it and I'm like, you know, this is actually a pretty solid movie adaptation of the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is pulling off a, a pretty good adaptation here. I mean, they've got a lot of the elements. They gave us a proper bebop and rock steady. The attitudes were pretty close to being right. the, you know, some of the dialogue in it was really, you know, cheesy and awful for a blockbuster movie, but like, you know, about in line with a 1987 kids TV show. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fair portrayal. Yeah. So I mean, like, I actually found myself enjoying that movie and thinking that, uh, that he, he actually did a decent job, which, yeah, was, but which was weird because I really don't want to think that about Michael Bay, but. Well, and I, I think the the thing to take solace in is that, you know, we can enjoy those flicks, but we don't have to be sad that there aren't any more coming. No. I, th- I think that would that yeah, would yeah. be the point where you'd really have to start questioning your uh, your life decisions. So I think the only stop we have left is the current Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Have you seen any of that? I have not. Neither have I. So I guess we can't say much about it. Well, so what I decided to do was I just I pulled a I pulled a synopsis of the, of the show off of a website. Where's it airing? I have no idea. Let's see. Uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Deep in the sewers of New York City, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo are four mutant turtle brothers in their early teens who go on new adventures where they end up quote tapping into mystic ninja powers they never knew existed unquote. While learning to work together as a team and navigate the perils of the modern age and hidden realms in order to fulfill their destiny to become a team of heroes. So they are, they're getting like, like superpowers and shit. And like, you know, like I said, like tapping into mystical realms. Like, I I think I read something somewhere about them getting like mystic artifacts, you know, that, so they're, they're each transforming into these like unique versions of, of turtle. They're not just Ninja Turtles anymore. And it looks dumb, and I hate it. Hmm, interesting. I'm looking at some of the clips here. It is on Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. Also, um, so I guess they still have that contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, who was it? Was it? Is it Raphael or Michelangelo that's just like super bulky? It's, it's Raph. I guess that makes sense. Uh, Leonardo's got stripes. What, like zebra stripes? Yeah, or like tiger got, stripes? Like, stripes on his arms and then across his eyes. And Oh, that's bizarre. 
Yeah, I, I can't say I'm a huge fan of the art style in this either. But yeah, um, yeah, because they're they're going super cartoony, you know, uh, akin to like the uh, I I would see it as like like the Teen Titans Go type crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that 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 takes care of the the long and storied history of Ninja Turtles in uh, in TV and movies and. Yeah, well, and then I guess they got the new, like, yeah, the IDW comics and stuff that I have not read any of, but uh, have heard good things about them. So yeah, I um, I read the the first arc, and there was this, there's this new, new as far as I know, I don't know if he was in the old comics in the old uh, like Mirage series, but this character named like I think it's Old Hob, where he's like he's like a mutated cat, and he's he's kind of like a like a rival. I think he's got an eye patch. And oh yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures of him. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get super into that series. Um, later on, an artist took I think the artist in the in initially was uh, David Waltz. I want to say, but I'm not certain because I don't I don't really know him from anything else. But later on, this uh, this artist named uh, uh, Mateus Santaluco took over. And that guy is fantastic. He's yeah. been drawing that stuff for a while. Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, he's so good. And there, there was this, uh, there was this art called uh, City Fall that, um, that was really good. Where Leonardo, without spoiling anything, Leonardo sort of gets, he becomes the dark character for once, and not just Raph. Yeah, doesn't he get like seduced by the Foot Clan or something? Yeah. Yeah. He ends up with like a, with like a shredder double claw thing on him. Yeah, I saw some pictures of that where he's got he's got a a black mask mm-hmm. and a foot logo on him. Yeah, and I think I think for a little bit, I, I doubt it's the case anymore. I'm not sure how they solved it, but I think they actually killed off Donatello. I heard that. Yeah, I remember I, that that just popped back in my head. I wish I would have researched it. Yeah, I heard something. About, yeah, where they yeah they killed him. You know, I can't imagine that he stayed dead. No, no, because. Uh, yeah, I mean, can't do that. Oh shit! You know what? I, you know, I wasn't you, reading the comic. Replace him the with comic Venus to Milo. Well, I, they like put his brain in Metalhead. I want to say for a little bit. Oh, why not? Where it would go from there, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe could clone his body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, they've got Dimension X, so they they can do things. So, John, uh, I got a what if for you. Oh yeah. So, uh, say you were exposed to some mutagen. Yes. Uh, a, what animal do you think you would morph into? Like, which one have you most recently spent the most amount of time with? And uh, B, which one would you want to morph into? Well, A would definitely be a cat because I live with a cat and it sucks. Uh, that would be awful. You'd yeah. be all I'd just be lazy. Morning. Yeah, you'd be lying around. Yeah. Food. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza. Chicken wings. <laughs> bathroom comics um yeah so i would definitely turn into a cat and i guess it could be worse you know i'd always land on my feet hopefully you'd have nine lives yeah and generally accepted by society you know if i if i turned into like a hippopotamus like somebody would be trying to kill me um and given the choice uh i mean the clear the clear one is some sort of like hawk or eagle or falcon because I want to be able to fly. I'm sure I would look like a like a hideous monster and I'd probably get shot out of the sky with that. You know, there there's some there's some asshole with a gun out there that would go, "Oh yeah, I got to take this guy out." Um but then the other one might be a shark. I think it would a be, shark would be cool. it would be a lot of fun to be able to 
swim the depths of the ocean. You know, sort of the same thing as flying. Just being able to explore somewhere I can't explore. Like Wasn't I, there a shark in the comic? There definitely was. Um, I can't remember his name. I just, I just remember seeing drawings of him. I don't. I couldn't tell you his name either. Yeah, I mean, and then there was also that that uh, that Street Sharks cartoon yeah. that definitely came out of that, um, or spun out of the Ninja Turtle craze. You know, when you had biker mice from Mars and battle toads. Biker mice from Mars. I forgot about that. I loved that show. <laughs> I that that is a guilty pleasure. I was too old to love that show, but I loved Biker Mice from Mars. Let's rock and ride. Yeah. I need to I need to YouTube some of that. But yeah. Uh what about you? You'd probably turn into a chicken. Oh no, you've got dogs. I got dogs, thankfully, because I really not want to be a mutant chicken. <laughs> it would be awful. <laughs> You're completely worthless. Except I guess I could eat my own lay eggs. <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably I would probably end up being a dog because I have dogs. Um, but I think I if I could choose, I think I'd go for a bear. Oh yeah, a bear would be pretty cool. You'd be fairly bipedal already, big and strong. You get to sleep all winter. <laughs> You're still an omnivore, so you wouldn't have to modify your diet much. You could still eat pizza. I mean, yeah, that, that that's that's a very practical animal to to transform into. Yeah, I mean, it'd be solid. It wouldn't it wouldn't ruin your life so much. Yeah, I think I could I think I could more or less kind of just keep doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought shit. about like a bird or something to fly, but like I don't want hollow bones. And birds birds just suck. Like they're cool to look at and they they can fly and that's rad and all, but I just I just don't like birds very much. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to own a bird. I don't need to be a, a falconer or whatever they're called. I want to fly. Yeah. So I guess I guess you I could also bat. be an insect. Or yeah, yeah, dra- yeah. You could be like dragonfly, John. Oh yeah. Now I want to ask you, Ben. Uh, you know, as we've brought up before in past episodes of this podcast, you're a handy dude. You can figure things out. So. You know, I was, I was, I was trying to think of something that I could, uh, you know, challenge you with. And of course, you know, you can't make a mutagen that will turn a Ninja Turtle or a, a turtle into a Ninja Turtle. Um, but one thing that I think would be interesting is, and you, you touched on this earlier, do you think you could make a device that you could attach to your truck that would launch manhole covers? Oh, I bet I could. Yeah, I should. That sounds rad. Yeah, the manhole covers are not light at all. No, they're not. You'd need to get it spinning a little bit so that it wouldn't just fly out. You know, kind of like a frisbee. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the little cup that a frisbee has, so it's not going to be quite as stable. But yeah, you'd want to like. Uh, you see, it'd be it'd be harder to do it where it comes straight out the front like it did in the van. Yeah. Like if you had like a big arm that you could fling it. Yes. Then uh, kind of like a like a like when you're sk- shooting skeet. Okay, yeah, yeah. That would uh, be easier, but that would be really awkward on your truck and probably also shake it violently yeah. as, you dro- <laughs> as you drive down the road when it flung that thing. Um, you know, I bet you could do it like a rail gun because a rail gun will shoot a, you know, any metal projectile using, you know, um, a magnetic field. So just along the entire bottom of the chassis of the car, Built a giant sewer manhole cover rail gun. <laughs> just the entire bed of your truck would probably have to be capacitors to have enough electrical charge to 
fire the damn thing. Yeah, we should do that. Sounds, we should, sounds easy. We should do that. Yeah, you live on enough property. You, you've got a barn that you don't really use. We could just practice on that. Yeah, we just need to go steal a couple manhole covers so we have something to practice with. That's easy enough. They're all over the place. Yeah, every road's got a dozen of them. By the way, Shingle Springs, Folsom, Roseville, Rockland, we did not steal your manhole covers. No, we would never dream of it. Well, yeah. we might dream of it. We wouldn't do it. That's yeah, for sure. no, absolutely not. Also, if manholes or if manhole covers come flying through any structure, we didn't do that either. <laughs> Definitely not. No, not us. Yeah. We've got alibis. Yeah, I could point you in the direction of the guy that did do it. Yeah, that son of a bitch. I think <laughs> I saw him. Yeah, he went that away. Yeah. <laughs> as as much as as you might be relieved by it, I just can't end an episode without uh without a ranking list. My top four Ninja Turtles. And it won't be like slashers, like I'm not gonna throw like Splinter or Shredder in there. They it it is inarguably just Ninja Turtles. So is it just a ranking list of which ones you like the best? Yes. Just to to possibly cause some controversy or give validation yeah, but, to people. I think that one would be good. I was kind of expecting you to do like the top five your top five, you know, villains. Yeah, you know, and, and again with that, like it's it's are there more than five great villains? I don't I don't think so. There's I mean Well the Rat King could be like the top three. <laughs> Wait, the rat what? the Rat King. The Rat King's rats. Oh shit. <laughs> you know, to be Two honest. Two separate villains, right? I never liked the Rat King. I, I he bugged the shit out of me. He was annoying. Yeah, I was I mean, I must have liked him to some degree. I had his action figure. Yeah. I don't remember having really strong feelings about him, though. I think I maybe just got that at, like, a birthday party. Yeah. There's probably someone like, oh, he likes Ninja Turtles. Well, which ones does he have? Well, he probably doesn't have the fucking Rat King. Yeah. He just seemed like a like a dirty, uncouth jerk-off with a, with a gravelly voice that yeah. annoyed me. It, it was like a cheese grater on my eardrums. Dressed like a dime store mummy. Yeah, yeah. Well, starting at my least favorite. All right, everybody, get ready. Let's fight. Raphael, fuck that guy. I figured that's what it was going to be. Yeah, you know me well enough to know this. Yeah. In fact, and and I've talked in in past episodes about how I'm not into characters like Wolverine or um, you know, the 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 characters with attitude. I think they they get away with not having you know, stronger personality traits because they've got attitude. That is their trait, which, okay, that, that's fine. If that's what you're into, then they're the perfect character for you. I don't like them. He annoys the shit out of me. Every time a new iteration of Ninja Turtles comes out and Leonardo the nerd is giving orders to Raph, the, the one with the attitude, and then they get in a fight and Raph goes off on his own and gets his ass kicked, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Um... I don't want it to change, so he, you know, I guess there the the <laughs> dynamic exists for a reason. But he so, is my least favorite. Someone's got to be the heel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's and he's usually not, unfortunately, because that's his character trait. He's usually not upset about anything that really warrants being that upset about. Yeah, like unless it's like you know, Splinter got taken and maybe dead. Like, okay, get upset about that. That's cool. Yeah, but uh. You don't need to be coming out of a critter's flick, you know, talking shit. We don't need that in our movies. 
Yeah. He just don't, he's usually just angry about everything. So yeah. He kind of devalues when he's angry about something meaningful. Yeah. Then number three is Michelangelo. Um, I kind of struggled with, with my number three and my number two, but Michelangelo, to me, he's, you know, he's the party dude. He's fun as hell, but it's just, it's just kind of empty at the end of the day. Like I, he's, he's the one I would least trust to have my back. You know, like he, he'd be off jerking around with some fucking pizza while, while I need somebody to fight. He shows up with those nunchucks. What the hell's nunchucks going to do? These guys have swords. <laughs> it is. Yeah. If I had to choose their weapons, the nunchucks would definitely be the last one on my list. Yeah, for sure. So, well, and in the in the original comics too, Mikey didn't really have much of a personality. He wasn't even really the party dude. He was, he definitely was the younger, late, least experienced turtle. Mm-hmm. It seemed, but he didn't he didn't have the party dude attitude. He he didn't really have a personality trait. You had you, the other ones, you know. You had Leo, the leader, and you know Donnie still did. Uh, you know, was kind of the gadget guy. Yeah, the brain. And Raph was still the jerk. But Michelangelo didn't really have any strong personality trait in the original run of the comics. I don't think he became the party dude until they got to the co- to the cartoon. Until Chuck Lorre made him the party yeah. dude. Yeah, this is, this is, it's all Chuck Lorre's fault. And then next up, number two, we have Donatello. Um, I've always been a big fan of Donatello. I dig the bow staff. I dig that he's the smart one who can who can you know build dimensional transporters from uh, from some Radio Shack parts. You know, like oh, of course he can build turtle comms and all these gadgets into a turtle van out of garbage for the most part. Yeah, out of stuff they find in the sewer. And so that leaves us, of course, number one, Leonardo. Bite me, everyone, because I know uh, I know most people are disagreeing right now. And yeah, whatever. I, I again, like like how I don't care for characters like like uh, like Raphael and Wolverine. I've always gravitated towards the uh, the the leaders and the people who are you know sure they're stuffy and boy scouty and you know you don't find them interesting, but I like them. I like the nobility. I like the characters who do the right thing because it's the right thing. And, you know, the, the, the head is, is sometimes heavy that, you know, that wears that crown. So you're a Cyclops fan is what you're trying to say? Yeah. My favorite X-Man is Cyclops. Yep. I think I could have written your list. (laughs) When you, when you said you were doing that, that's exactly what I ranked in my head. I wasn't quite certain between Leo and, and Donatello. Oh really? You thought Donnie might have been my my top? Maybe. I like. I just didn't see. I I could tell Raph was going to be your least favorite. Yeah. And that Michelangelo would be next because he's he just doesn't take anything seriously. Yeah. But uh, my guess would have been what you went with with Leo being top. But uh, I was less confident about. And it's it's almost like we've known each other for a little bit. You'd almost think so. Yeah. So. I I don't know. I I think that I think that about does it for for turtles here. You know, it, it's yeah. We've been blathering on for a while, and I, and I think we've we've covered everything in my notes. Yeah. So Ninja Turtles. I mean, there there are few things in my life that um that are that consistent throughout. Like even even though we've grown out of the turtles, somehow they find a way to bring us back in. You know, like in '97, I was fully over the turtles. I still loved the original cartoon series. I loved the movies. I loved all three of them. 
um, to more or less degrees. But I mean, I I'll, I'll still sit down and watch the third flick. You know, the the time travel one. Like, it's still great to me. But you know, come two thousand three, they pull us right back in with a new series. You know, there's new video games, um, new movies that come out that you know, uh, Michael Bay with his grotesque, hideous designs, bring us back in. You know, the Ninja Turtles is probably one of the most consistent properties that that keeps reinventing itself and staying a part of my life. And now it's a part of, you know, the my, uh, my, my little girl's life. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's important. It's, uh, it's really cool how, how it, uh, how it is able to, um, keep its livelihood. And I, I, I hope it, I hope it never goes away. Yeah. Cause it, it you know, it, it, it did kind of have a resurgence in 2003, but it wasn't gone for very long. Like the turtles have just, they've always been there. Yeah, there's still action figures. There's there's yeah. still comic books. And even like even in the 6 years where they weren't producing much in the way of new content, like the the turtles were still there. Like you still had the you know the previous decades worth of material. Yeah. Decade plus, you know, almost 15 years. But yeah, I mean they were all, you know, I just I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all I got to say about that. Like I've said everything. It's it's been a real pleasure researching this episode. Um, I love those fucking turtles. Yeah, I've I've still got some research I got to do, some postcoital research. Oh man! <laughs> well, thank you very much, folks, for coming out of your shells today and uh, hanging out with us. If you want to let us know how we did today, you can hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can hit us up on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five slice review on Apple Podcasts. Also, you can subscribe to the show at GeeksplorationPodcast.com. Get notified when new episodes drop. Our theme song was Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Remember, wise man say, forgiveness is divine but never pay full price for late pizza. I have always liked Cowabunga. Cowabunga! I made a funny. <laughs> T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. Teenage kid. On the half shell, near the heroes four. In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime rate is high with muggings mysterious. All police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source. Of this criminally evil force. Uh, something, something, something else. Something, something, something. Uh, turtle power. D-U-R-T-L. Yep, nope. You are not touching these files. <laughs>